Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, Summer in the Psalms. It's been a great series. I've enjoyed listening it, listening to it in Arkansas and in Texas and just the different places that I was. And then when we were back, we've listened again. And it's been a great series over both locations as we've heard from many, many different stories. I was in a context with John and Margaret Roberts who are here today. And John just happened to say to me, he says, it's been really good hearing different people's stories. And it has been because everybody has a story. Everybody's got something that God has spoken to them if they know the bible when they read the psalms there's something that speaks to them and it's been great to be able to hear that and it's my joy although andy shared last week it's my joy actually i'm just gonna he may say he's finished it but i am definitely now gonna finish it okay um because i still want to speak out of psalm uh, chapter 18 so I want to I I just get your electronic devices, get your Bibles if you've got them. If you haven't, don't worry because the words and the verses will be on the, the screen. But just again to say, before we go to the, to the psalm, thanks so much for allowing us the time to just um, get away. Numbers of people said, have you enjoyed your holiday? It wasn't a holiday. You know, we visited um, eight states, 20 appointments, Three and a half, over three and a half thousand miles that I drove in a, you know, three, three plus week time. It was pretty full on. We had five days at the end of it where we managed to catch some sun. So sorry, I've not got much sun on my face. I catch it quite well, actually. So I only need a few days. But, uh, you know, but it was a terrific time. It was just like a different rhythm. It was a different pace that we ran up. I want to tell you, we learned a lot of things and there's things that we need to work through. I also saw a lot of things that I definitely don't want to do. And then there's some things that I say, you know what? I think God's in that. We might need to just work them through. But thanks so much for allowing us the release of that. And I may weave a few, well, I will weave a few thoughts around my trip. You don't want to hear about my trip as in, you know, you know you're excited about it. But when you know you have people who just endlessly talk about for an hour about what's happened on their holiday and you're like... Will you shut up? I just want to, you know, get on. You know, you don't want that. But I'm just going to weave one or two stories that might just be helpful in this message because I really felt that God had spoken to me whilst I was away around this. I knew this Sunday was coming. I knew the brevity of the Sunday. I knew the announcement was going to be made on this Sunday. But it came to me very early on in our extended study leave from Psalm 18. What I didn't realize is how rich this psalm would um, be to me now coming back, different events, different news that I've, we've been told, different things that we process in, that this psalm is so helpful, has been so helpful, and continues to be so rich to me in this moment. And sometimes you'll know that, and some of you will connect with those words that I've just said, and some of you it just washes over you, but there's times when God in that moment just speaks to you, and you just know it's for now, and that is the psalm for me. You see, David wrote this when he was particularly a young man. There were no indiscretions. If anybody knows about the King David, he was a wonderful man. God described him as a man after his own heart, God's own heart. He he, he served the the people of Israel incredibly well. Of course, he slayed a, a giant early on in his youth, but there were some indiscretions. What were those indiscretions? Well, for those who are getting to know your Bible, he he was a man who saw a lady liked her, brought her to him, and slept with her. He committed adultery. 
he then went further because he then uh, conceived with her and as a cover-up, then sent her husband onto the battle lines and made sure he was right at the front so he would be killed. And he thought he could get away with it. But you know, God never allows us to get away with it. There's always an unraveling. And this was this man. But he wrote this psalm very early on in his, de- in his days. And I love this psalm because there's so many verses that it's spoke to me about. I'm not preaching from these verses, but anybody who knows Psalm 18, there's a verse in there where David says, surely you have brought me into a spacious place. I want to say this is one of the words that God gave to us about Mansfield. Surely you have brought us into a spacious place. And it's a great verse, but I'm not going to preach from that. There's a verse in the, in the Bible that says, with your help, I can advance against your a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. He's basically describing how things can come against us, but with God, we can overcome it. How many of you know that is the truth? Just give me a wave. I preach far better when you smile and interact with me. It's true, but I'm not going to preach from that either this morning. There's a wonderful verse in there. You've got to find it in a different version, but it talks about, uh, David says, you stooped down to make me great. How God takes the ordinary. He takes the unusual. He takes the nobodies and he stoops down and he exalts in his time. That's why we haven't got to worry if we feel we've got a call. If it's called of God, God will exalt us in the right time if our hearts are God. And he stoops down to make us great. Great verse to preach from, but Paul, I'm not even preaching from that one this morning. Where I want to take us is verse 30. Verse 30 of Psalm 18. And it's actually mentioned in a few other Psalms, but this is what it says. As for God, his way is perfect. Thanks, Paul. I'll say that again. As for God, I'm saying thank you, Paul, because he said, yeah. Okay, so as for God, and there's a clue. As for God, his way is perfect. Now, there's some of the things that we, he talks about. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. Great thoughts. But just for this morning, all I've got the time in this half an hour is to talk about as for God, his way is perfect. Now, before we get to it and unpack it, I have a confession to make. I don't like interruptions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're all a bunch of liars. I'm telling you, none of us. I don't like interruptions. Anybody like delays? I had plenty of delays while we were traveling, but we won't go there. I can't be doing with chopping and changing. It frustrates the heck out of me. If you are at the restaurant table, make a decision what you want. Don't spend 40 minutes. Oh, just give us a few minutes, a few minutes. Make a decision. <laughs> now, I don't like interruptions. I don't like delays. I don't like chopping and changing. Why? Because I like a particular way. And guess what? It's my way. And don't all look like that at me, because you're like it, like I am too. You all have a way that you like to run. You all have a way that you want to, a path that you want to travel. There's, there's a particular rhythm to your life that you don't have any interruptions on that. 
You really don't. And we're all like it. But I want to give us the truth again. And I want us to embrace this as for God, his way is perfect. And his way may not be your way. Am I speaking to anybody today? God does things because he sees things way beyond what we can see. We see in the here and now unless there's revelation. But God sees all things. He's mapped it out clearly. And this is the other truth I want you to understand. He has a perfect way for every person. If you're here today thinking, I don't know why this has happened to my life. I don't know what's happened to me. Well, some of it is you've made some bad decisions and God just says, okay. But I want to tell you, he has a perfect way. Not it's a perfect road that's free from trouble, but there's a perfect way. And I'll come to that. There's a way that he has planned, destined, ordained for your life. There's a verse in Jeremiah says, for I know the plans I have for who? For you. God has plans for you. Sir, madam, God has plans for you. Even if you're 15, 16, or even if you're 80, whatever you are, John, God has plans for all of our lives. It's irrelevant where we are, where we've come from. I'm not from a church background. It's irrelevant. God has a plan for your life. I am from a church background. Great. God has a plan for your life. I'm male. God has a plan for your life. I'm female. God has a plan for your life. Are you getting the thought here? Young, old, rich, poor, educated, uneducated. God has a plan for your life. Are you understanding that? Just nudge the person next to you and say, he has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your life. Thank you. He does. And his plan, his, his way is perfect for you. But here's what I've realized. And this is what I want you to understand. Proverbs 16 verse 9. I prayed it over Stephen and Alini. In his heart, a man or a woman planned their course. But the Lord determines their steps. You can plan out however you want. I have come across, you know, unfortunately, uh, in my life, you know, I have to embrace death. I have to embrace births and deaths. They're part of what I do. And I don't find either of them easy because I end up blubbering over both. Blubbering when there's a new baby born. I love it when new, well, you've seen me with new babies. And, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm awful. We was in a context um, recently, we're one of our young couples in Ilkeston, their first child, six months in, the baby's, uh, she had to deliver this baby, it was stillborn. So Caroline and I were just with them, comforting them and just praying for them. It's just part of what we have to do. You know, and what I, what I, what I, know, what I know is this, that, you know, we can plan our course, we can plan our pathways we can all determine that this is where we want to go. But actually, it's the Lord who will determine our steps. And we have to learn to trust Him. Trust Him in the process. I said another way of these verses. We make our own plans. But the Lord decides where we will go. I'm a planner. I like to know where we're going. 
I have a time scales. I'm working. I'm very just much like that. I'm extremely spontaneous, but I ought to also like to know a pathway. I'm a one. Caroline, when we go on holiday, she doesn't want to plan the day. She just wants to relax. I want to plan each day. Anybody with me on that? In fact, I'm going to do a straw poll. When you go away, who likes to not plan their days? Raise your hand. Interesting. Okay, put your hand down. Who likes to plan the days? There we are. Thank you, Jesus. I'm in the majority. We're anointed. Everybody else who put your hands up, I feel like making you stand on the chair in the naughty corner. No, I'm joking now. Okay. We like to plan, don't we? We all like to plan. But this is the point. God's way is perfect. And that sometimes means there's heartache along the way. Because God, what are you doing? Has anybody ever said that? God, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? Why, Why is this happening? And there's some stuff that we bring on ourselves. Bad decisions. But there's also some stuff that you've done nothing wrong. God's just breaking in. He's trying to get our attention. He's trying to move us somewhere. Because he has plans for us. And I didn't go on to say, those plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. Those plans are to give us a hope and a future. Does anybody believe that with me today? So even with the news of today, even with the announcement that we make, for these guys, we know that God has plans for them. To prosper them. But he also has plans for this campus. And it may not be our ways, but we trust God, don't we? In the process. So let me just lay out three particular things. Just because I don't want you here forever and ever. You know, we could, I could go on and talk about this stuff for a long time. But I don't want to today. But as I think about this verse, as for God, his ways are perfect. I want us to understand three principles. Three things to understand. First of all is this, divine interruptions and divine appointments are in your future. You need to understand in this verse, as for God, his way is perfect. That means to say there are divine interruptions and divine appointments that are in your future. All I want to encourage you to do is, if you're unsure about it, read the life of Joseph. If there was ever a man who was divinely interrupted and had divine appointments, it's that man. Because God's way is perfect. He thought that he was just going to announce to his brothers and to his dad that they were all going to bow down to him. And it was all going to happen because he'd got a nice coat. But God had a different pathway for him. God was taking him on a different journey. And now what I've realized in my life, there are divine interruptions and there are divine appointments. Before we went away on study leave, we had two separate people. When one person gives you a bit of an encouragement, you listen. Particularly when they're saying, I just sense that God might be saying this. And one of the things that they said was, you've got some appointments that have been made, but it's not going to be the appointments that are going to necessarily be life-changing. There's going to be appointments that you've not made, that God's made, that are going to come in your path. So you just say, okay. But hey, 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 a couple of days later, somebody said to us, just on the Sunday we left, and they said, we just feel to just encourage you, you've made some appointments, and that's great. 
But it's actually the appointments that you haven't made, that God's made, that are going to be very, very helpful. Now it's got my attention. So I'm thinking God's trying to tell us something here. He was basically saying there are going to be some divine interruptions and some divine appointments. And I want to tell you while we're away, that happened. The places where we thought we was going to be a life source, they were great. But the places that we didn't know, we were interrupted. God began to do something. There was a place where it was, wasn't that I was least looking forward to going to. I just didn't know it. But as we walked in it, as soon as I connected with this pastor in this church, I knew that God was in it. And for four or five hours, their pastors began to pour out upon us and help us and help me to make sense of some things that I've been working through for months and months and months. It was a divine interruption. And it was an interruption because we had to go out of our way to get there. It was a divine interruption and it was a divine appointment. And then there's another thing. While we're out there, we just wanted to not just have the kids tagging along us and, you know, dad's church appointments and that's all great. You know, because as I said, lots of appointments. We wanted to try and do something for them. So while we're away, our eldest, some of you know, we have four children. One's married, uh, Eleanor. She's our, she's our second daughter and uh, soon to be uh, 19. And she's into interior design. That's why we went to Waco in Texas. And we saw some church leaders as well. But effectively, there's a Christian design studio that's down there that's well known in America, and we wanted to go and uh, let us see it. We also lined up uh, an appointment for Isaac in the basketball in Alabama, and we also lined up some hair and nail and beauty, because uh, Lilia, she's a bit sassy, aren't you? You like their hair and the nails and their beauty. And, the... and so we, we, you know, I am a big spender. Guys, if you want to score points with your wives and your kids, do this. I said to the guy who set it up, I said, get me the finest place in Birmingham, Alabama, and the na- nail and hair and beauty studio, and I want to treat my girls to, ha- to have their nails done. I want to tell you guys, I was rocking and rolling with my girls they loved it they loved it and so well, I wanted her to see something because that's part of what she'd like to do wouldn't you in your future but here's the point we weren't going to Waco we couldn't get anything in the basketball there there's a great Christian university it's got a great basketball program program called Baylor University we had no contact there. The guy who put the itinerary together he said Christian I'm really sorry I can't get you into Baylor I know nobody so we say, okay. It's right literally in Waco. It's in the heart of Waco. We're at this ice cream place. I'm ordering and paying, by the way. Not that we have a problem with that because it's joint money. But I'm there doing this stuff. Caroline's fussing over a baby, as she does. There's this American couple there, and they've got a newborn, and she's fussing and whatever. And then she says, I'd like to introduce me to my husband. And so I was just saying to this guy, his name was Josh. I said, Josh, what do you do? He says, well, I work at Baylor. I said, all right, that's, that's great. I said, what do you do with Baylor? He said, well, very technical, very clever guy and whatever. So I thought, oh, okay. And he says, oh, you know Baylor? I said, yeah, we know Baylor. I said, because my son, then I brought him out. I said, he loves basketball and we've watched Baylor University on the thing. I said, and in fact, and there's the boldness stepped in. I said, we were trying to get a contact there. And I said, but we couldn't get anything. Immediately he says, I can help you with that. Whoa, ho, ho. Divine interruptions, divine appointments are in your future. Are you hearing me? They're not just in my future. I'm nothing special. We're all special. Called of God. Andy encouraged us in that. You are too. You're special. 
You're anointed. Yes, I carry an anointing because of what I do, but so are you. God has appointed divine appointments, divine interruptions in your futures. Some of you don't believe it, but I'm going to keep speaking it over you. So we said to Josh, Josh, you know, okay, help us. He said, well, I, I do. I'm the fourth man on the scoreboard. I developed all the technology for the basketball scoring. He said, they owe me a favor. Leave it with me. So I gave him my email address within an hour, two hours. Yeah, we've lined it all up. But it gets better. He says, I can only let you see the stadium and, uh, and take you to certain parts because the more public areas. But I can't get you where the players are. Can't get you where the coaches are because you've got to have a fingerprint thing. I can't get you in the press room. We said, no problem. It's just lovely being here. Thank you. Who do we walk into? The assistant coach. Do you think that was just by chance, guys? I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God's ordering my footsteps. Anybody with me? As for God, his way is perfect, even in the small details of our lives. He says, what are you doing here? We said, well, we're we're at study leaving. Isaac loves basketball. He says, oh, come with me. Opens fingerprint. We're in. We're around the VIP. We're taking sweets and chocolates all there if you want it. The stuff in the back. They weren't actually. I told them to behave themselves. Or when they're not looking, just shove them in now. And we, we're, we're out there. We're seeing all the trophy cabinets. And then we're on the, we're on the practice where all the college uh, guys are there. These big strapping guys, you know, soon to be professionals. And, and Isaac's itching. And we just said, would he be able to, you know, get a, a ball? and pro- Yeah, let him go. So there he is practicing on the... Um, see that? That was, that was rubbish, wasn't it, anyway? But we won't go there. You know, it's just practicing. What I'm trying to say is divine interruptions, divine appointments are part of your future. Just tap the neighbor next to you and just say that. Divine interruptions, divine appointments are part of your future. And by the way, in those divine interruptions and divine appointments, you've got to be determined to be life-giving. They're not all intense. I determined that God, along this journey, we're going to have some fun. I want to be like a breath of fresh air wherever we go. I want to bless people as we go. I'm believing that they're going to bless me, and I'm going to be a blessing to them. And we had a whole lot of fun while I was like, even to the point, anybody here ever been to Nashville? Great. I knew you would have, because he's the music maestro. Okay, Dan, what a place. I know some of you may say, I want to say to those who've got me, go to Nashville. It's awesome. We were visiting my cousin and his wife and three children. It was lovely to be with the family there. But we just had a great time to call it the honky-tonk strip. The honky-tonk where they're all playing in the bars and whatever. And before six, it's very family friendly. And we went down there. It was absolutely brilliant. But I was divinely interrupted. And there was something that was divine that was in my future. I was divinely appointed as I walked past this boot barn place with hats as well. And I thought, I have just got to get myself one of those. I was divinely appointed. I was divinely... And Caroline saying, you can't do that. I said, yes, I am buying this hat. The guy in, the, in America in the story going, sir, you look so great in this hat. Have you ever wore hats before? I said, no. He says, you look so great in these hats. I know I've got a terrible American accent. I said, I was there. Caroline saying, don't do it. 
I said, this is my divine, Joanna, why are you looking like that? This is my divine appointment. This is my divine interruption. And I'm buying it for the people of Mansfield. Can I hear a big hip hip? I bought this just for you. I can see some of you are dead impressed by it. Just for you. Somebody said I look like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> they did, Paul. Shocking. And you're not having this either because I know you love cowboys and Indians as a boy growing up. I heard you preach about it. But I love this hat. Shall I take it off now? Okay. Oh, you like it, dear. Mary, is this amazing? Yeah, amazing. Amazing. I'm still taking it off, okay. My point is, Divine interruptions, divine appointments. Yeah, God is working to a plan, but it's let it be full of life. Second thing is this, quickly. What did I learn about? As for God, his way is perfect. There are things that he just changes. The second thing is we have to let go. This is the hardest thing. This is the hardest thing. This is the hardest part. Because we've got to trust God. Got to believe. Guys, can I just talk to you just for a moment as your pastor? This is the hardest part for me as well. To letting go and trust God. Because I come about, I'm the man of faith. And I am a man of faith. I am a man of faith. And I trust God and I believe God. And I know God to be true. But there's moments of doubt in my life. There's moments when I struggle. And there's moments where God says to me, Christian, just let go and trust me. Trust me. As for God, His way is perfect. And we just lean into Him. And we trust Him. I had to learn this invaluable lesson again while we were away. We'd got all the flights sorted, all lined up, five of us. We don't like being separated on a plane. We like to be together. All I'll say to you is this. We, were, we had a 24-hour delay trying to get out. I think the Americans wanted to keep us there. Seriously, it was just tragic. We were flew from here to there to there. It was just terrible. Couldn't get hotel rooms. It was, it was just a bit of a challenge. And while I'm in the airport, I'm then getting worked up because I don't want these kids, the little ones, away from us. I want them near us. You may say that's, that's not a problem. It is to us. We want them here. We'd, learned, we'd lined up. So I'm at the Virgin desk. Listen, pal, we've lined all this up. This, we didn't make the mess up. You did. I wasn't as aggressive as that, Dan, by the way. But I was just wanting to make my point. Just please, will you say, I know it's not your fault, but you sort it. It's Caroline, Caroline who said to me, my wife, she just said, Christian, we trust God with the smaller things as well as the big things. And we have to just let go and let say, God, just sort it out. So we went there, we talked to them, we helped them. I was actually on the screen one time, typically me, telling him where to put us. Look, if you move this, this, this. He actually said, sir, you actually shouldn't be looking at this screen. It's all private. So I'm stepping around. I couldn't help myself. Look, just move us there and there. He's sorted, mate. Anyway, that's what he finally did, didn't he? I ought to get another job on the Virgin just working the seat rosters out. The point is this, God sorted it all out. It wasn't how we wanted it to be, but we were blessed in the middle of it. Caroline had an opportunity to talk to a couple about the Lord, about what we do. 
Isaac and Lily were cared for by another family. We were just taking care of me and Eleanor. We're together. And by the way, it was good for me and Eleanor, all I say, to just have some time together with a dad. Just talking through some things. Eight hours as we're just traveling back. We didn't sleep. We talked. It only happened when we let go. When we trust God. Am I making sense? Am I speaking to anybody here? When we trust God, we say, this might not be my plan. This isn't what we, what, this is what we signed up for, God. God says, I know that, Christian. But my ways are perfect. And I know your life. Just trust me in this thing. Lastly, so much more I could say about that. As for God, his ways are perfect. Divine interruptions, divine appointments are in your future. We need to learn to let go. And the last thing I just want to share with you is when bad stuff happens, learn and fight. Listen to me. Bad stuff happens to all of us. I was talking to a man yesterday. And he just said to me, life is a, you can put whatever you want on the end of it. You know where he was going. Life is a bit of a, and I listened to him. I said, well, I understand that. I won't say his name. I said, I understand you may say that. But I said, but I want to tell you, that's life. That's life. I says, and, and I had an opportunity. Says, and by the way, I said, people think because I'm a Christian, and he knows what I do, and I'm exempt from it. I actually used his language. He didn't understand. I said, you know, you think I've got this hotline to the big man, so nothing bad ever happens to me. I said, it's not true. It happens to all of us. It happens to all of us. Bad stuff happens to all of us. I'm realizing, and over the summer, this was a message I needed to learn. And since coming back, I'm having to learn is as for God, his ways are perfect. That doesn't mean that everything's going to run smoothly. Sometimes bad stuff happens. What am I going to do with that? I've got to learn and I've got to fight. What do I mean by learn? Very quickly, when bad stuff happens... My question now to my Father in heaven is this. Father, because that's how I talk to him. God, Father, and you might not be in faith today, but I'd still encourage you to talk to him like this because he's big enough to be able to walk it through. And if you have a heart, he'll show you. He'll begin to talk to you through set of circumstances, through something you read, something you watch, a conversation you have. Father, What are you wanting to show me? Father, what are you wanting to teach me? You know, mumbling and groaning and having a pity party isn't going to solve it. You can do that for a moment. I know that sounds a bit brutal, but it's true. The quite real thing is on my knees. Father, Father, what are you wanting to teach me? Father, what are you wanting to show me? Father, where am, I, where am I needing to be stronger? Where am I needing to get more resilient? Where am I needing to bulk up? I mean, this guy at the back with this little baby, I mean, by goodness, I wouldn't want to face you in a dark alley. I'm telling you what. Look at his, his biceps are the size of my flipping legs. Look at him. Now I'm embarrassing him, but I'm, I'm not. Well, I mean, look at the size of him. We're not talking about physical strength. We're talking about emotional, spiritual, resilient strength. Where do I need to get stronger? 
Because you can be the biggest man in the world, but actually outside of physically, but have no resilience, no strength. Where am I needing to get stronger? That's what I've been asking myself. Where do I need to get stronger? What are you wanting to show me? What, 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 what do I need to learn in this journey? And lastly, Father, what do I need to contend for? Because there are some things you just have to say, not roll over, but God, you're doing something. Joseph had to come there. God, I don't know what you're doing. Why am I in prison again? But I'm going to trust you. But then there's other things you have to contend for. Can you remember Joseph? What did he say? If he interpreted a dream, just remember me. Now, you may say that's not contending. Oh, yeah, it was. Because you could say, well, God's in my future. No, no, no. He was straight away. Remember me. And of course, they didn't, but then they did. What if he hadn't said anything? He said, remember, you know, you've got to learn. Father, you know, where do I need to fight and where do I need to contend? Because sometimes, and I'll finish with this, you've got to contend for blessing. You've got to contend for blessing. You've got to say, like Jacob, when he fought with God, I will not let go of you until you bless me. And I have been on my hands and knees on times at times where I've said to God, I will not let go of you until you bless me. Until you do something in my heart. Until you do something in this situation. And it's knowing when to fight. It's knowing when to contend. And we fight and we contend for blessing. For blessing. So as I close, as for God, His way is perfect. His way means God has a journey, a a direction, a course of life, a pathway. And God is working to a plan, a pathway, a journey for mankind and an individual plan for each and every person. And by the way, when it says, as for God, His way is perfect, that word perfect means complete, healthy, integrous, and finished. God has a completely healthy, integrous, integrous finish for your life. I believe it for you. As for God, His way is perfect. I believe it over Arena Church. As for God, His way is perfect. I believe it over the Ilkeston campus. As for God, His way is perfect. Over the Mansfield campus. As for God, His way is perfect. Over the Abelpa campus. As for God, His way is perfect. But we've got to learn. We've got to learn to open our hearts to divine interruptions and appointments. We've got to learn to let go. We've got to learn those times when we've got to press in. We've got to fight. We've got to contend. And we've got to learn in Jesus' name. I wonder if we'd all close our eyes for a moment. Thanks for listening. I hope this message has been helpful to you. I didn't, as I say, intend, I'm not preaching into Stephen and Alini and the announcement, but it just dovetails beautifully. I think you've got a feeling that since I've come back, I'm working through things. I'm having to take this hold for myself. And you might be facing some challenging situations, some difficulties. In this moment of prayer, just reach out to God. Where do you need to let go? Where do you need to trust him? Where do you need to commit yourself to him a bit more? Some of you need to believe for those divine interruptions, those divine appointments that God is wanting to bring into your future.
I believe it in Jesus' name. And some of you, like I said, need to let go. Where do you need to let go? Father, across this congregation, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, your word does not return void. I pray it will accomplish. I pray it will accomplish that which you have purposed. You have purposed this message in this moment with these people. I pray, Lord, we'd all take it to heart. While every eye is closed and head is bowed, you're saying, 